according to his way. talk about the witch of endor the reason i'm doing esther part two is yesterday we had um 
a little technical difficulty where Diva forgot that she was muted and was talking the whole time. Yep. <laughs> I did that to myself. So we're going to talk about Queen Esther a little bit more. Um, and, of course, then we're going to go ahead and talk about the Witch of Endor. But for some reason, I'm feeling like something's missing. What's missing? Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry divas radio show on BlogTalkRadio.com. So what you gonna do? It's the angry divas radio show with Triple Dark Goddess as the host. Airing live weekdays on BlogTalkRadio at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our website. That's www.angrydivas.com. This has been another Big House production. The angry divas. Of the angry, angry, angry. It's the angry diva of the angry, angry, angry. Yeah, baby. All right. So, what the hell happened to today's post? Did it go live? Let me look. All right. So, if you've been paying any attention at all to our Facebook page, you will see that we have been, um, you know, sharing little updates, of course, about things to do with the feminine. And before I get into Queen Esther, I want to talk to you all about something that is very exciting. We have had her on our show before. She is going to come back for Friday's show, so y'all make sure you have your ass in here. You don't want to miss it, okay? Don't say I didn't tell you. You were warned. But the phenomenal Jacqueline Harris, the phenomenal author, Jacqueline Harris will be in the house with us this Friday to do an impromptu show with me as we discuss her new book on her best friend, Octavia Estelle Butler. This sister is so powerful. She is so powerful. And it is my delight and my honor to hold this sacred space with you all, with her. We're going to go live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. It'll be a half-hour show. Um, I do want to give honor to the sisters' time. And you all will have a rare opportunity because author Jacqueline Harris is going to be coming to host a study with us on the sacred power of sound via words and some life lessons that Octavia Butler, listen, Octavia Butler shared with her. Really? It is my privilege and my honor to be in league and in company with such esteemed women, highly esteemed women. We are talking about the mother of science fiction here, and we're going to spend some time with her protege. And also, um, just, just to satisfy my ego, I'm trying to not do this on the show, but I'm going to, just to satisfy my ego, who else but Diva could do such a thing? <laughs> None of you. Now, moving right along. <laughs> Shut up, ego. Thanks, ego. Nobody asked you to take on the mic, ego. Nobody asked you to take over, ego. Shut up. Okay. So we're going to get together. And we're going to be hosting a book study. She, her new book is about to drop. You guys are getting exclusive access 
to her first before anybody else gets the manuscript, gets to talk about it before it goes up for sale. Her book about her life journey as, you know, a black woman, a black writer, and as a good friend of the mother of science fiction, Octavia Butler. That's Friday. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you're in here. Moreover, make sure that you sign up. Now, this is up on our website. You can check us out, www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A-S. Get it right, boo. And you're going to want to go to the section, the tab that's called Book Studies. And the study is called The Sacred Power of Sound. And it's an evening, a, a book study and review with Jacqueline Harris. We are going to compensate the sister. This money is for her, for you to compensate her for her time, for her energy. This is a great opportunity to invest not only in yourself, but in another black woman's work. Black women do support other black women. Black women do see the value of another black woman's life. Black women do see the value of the, the impartation of gnosis of knowledge, of wisdom from a sister to themselves and back between. So we are going to get together and have this wonderful evening of sisterhood. I welcome you to sign up. It is on Early Bird. It's on the website. Check it out. I have not put it up on YouTube. I don't know. I'm doing something different with um, my videos. I'm putting them directly on my website instead of putting them on YouTube. And um, so I can keep track of things better that way. And it's a little bit less work for me. So we're changing up things, but make sure that you check us out. I have an introductory video. Jackie and I got together, and, you know, we shared a, a little something-something with you sisters about tones and sound. And I tried to tell her, don't talk too much, because I don't want them to be like, well, I just listened to the video in the show. So, you know, I'm good. Nope. Sign up for the class. That's where the meat is, honey. <laughs> I am so excited to be studying this book. You all, when you sign up, you will be receiving a copy of her book for free. And, um, you know, if you want it personalized, it's going to be something different. You can ask her about that in class. We'll have a section for you sisters to talk to her and ask her questions and everything. This is our live class. I'm really excited about this particular master class on the power of sacred sound, and I know you're excited too. So that's what's coming up. That's what's going on in divination, and I, I couldn't be more thrilled and excited for this. We'll get a chance to, you know, have her come through and share 15 minutes of her time with us this Friday. And then, you know, we're, of course, going to be doing this class. Like I said, it is on Early Bird for now. Early Bird and 4916 get signed up because the price will be going up after that. All right. So let's talk about Esther. We talked about Boxy. I talked a little bit about Esther yesterday. And, you know, um, I wanted to get a little bit more into uh, Xerxes a little bit, or a Ahasuerus. Um, Xerxes, Ahasuerus, it's the same person. But Xerxes was erratic, and he was insane. Let's just be real. Xerxes was power-hungry. He was crazy. He was trying to wipe out the Sibylline blood. And Esther was from a different Sibyl house. Both Esther and Vashti hail from the bloodline of angels. Okay? Both of them hail from the bloodline of angels. And these marriages were strategic unions 
between this conquering king and the matriarchal houses of the Sibylline Oracle Order to try and see how they could stem the tide of his his work. His work was instrumental in, as they call driving out the snakes. The Catholics say they drove the snakes out of England and Ireland. What they mean is they stole those places from the those who are the true Anglos, not Anglo-Saxon. That's another usurpation of the original bloodline, but the true children of angels who were those African or from Africa-based Sibylline oracles that had went around the world, the original mothers. And so these mothers were trying to preserve their orders, preserve their ways. And I see this with quite a few queens. I see this with Esther and Vashti. I also see this with Bathsheba. I see this again with, um, what is her name? What is the name of that queen who... It was before David. It was before David. What was her name? I think she was Saul's wife. Oh, that wasn't her. What was her name? Not Abigail. For some reason, Abigail's coming into my mind. Oh, come on now. Rizpah. Aha, Rizpah. Yes, thank you. Somebody send it back to me. <laughs> but I had to come back some kind of way. Um, And it's got me thinking about the fact that these patriarchal Hebrew kings were marrying matriarchal Sibylline queens. Whatever bloodline they came from, whether it was the House of Sheba or otherwise, these were the women that they were marrying, and they were trying their best to control their people and to install their gods, their newly minted Male gods, which were usurpations of the original mother's creation, her attributes, her epithets, and they were trying to control these people with that. So we saw some of the queens fought back fiercely. Vashti was not about to come and stand in front of Xerxes' ass. She didn't give a damn about what he wanted. She didn't give a damn about none of that. She was not going to come and stand in front of him because he wanted her to and to entertain whoever his damn guests were. Vashti said, I am royal and angelic. What is man that I must be mindful of him? She wasn't having it. She was not having it. She was very rebellious, and I understand that rebellious spirit. These were the true matriarchs, the true rulers, okay? The closer you are to the crown, the more ruthless you must be. And those who wear the crown do not compromise. They don't because they know that those who weren't born with a crown are coming to snatch their own, and they're defending themselves. Vashti was one. When Vashti failed with all her, I'm not doing it. And when the men saw and said, we can't let this happen because it's going to be a symbol to the other women, that they don't have to obey their men. We got to do something. These women are resisting us. And if the, if one of these matriarchs can resist the queen, the king as a queen, then all the women are going to see her and they're going to take after her example. This is exactly why we're marrying these women, to get them to give an example to the women that they must submit to men that they must give up their gods, which we're calling idols and devils and demons. They must give up the gods of their mothers. They must give up the ancestral veneration of their people and come under the covenant of their husbands. And the resistance to that, this is what we're seeing. Vashti was too resistant. She was like a tree that would not bend, so she was broken. But Esther... 
there was the second coming, so to speak. Esther showed wisdom and patience in a terrible situation while she was dealing with an insane husband. Xerxes was fucking insane. He was insane. She operated within what we would call the will of God for this situation. Now, in the Bible, when they say the will of God, they got us thinking about Yahweh or thinking about God the Father. They don't have us to think about the will of ourselves as God, especially these women who are gods. Women are gods, period. The only being on this planet that has proven itself capable of being the creator, the maintainer, and the sustainer of life is woman. It's only the female body that can do those three things. The male body can do none of that. Not even one of that. He can't maintain or sustain the creative force of life within or through his own body. Now, he can contribute something to the process, but thus ends. He's a, contr- he's a contributor. He's not a creator. He's a contributor. And so any man, male, he, father is not a creator, but a contributor to the creative force that is life. And so if we're talking about the will of God and Esther working with the will of God, then she as a creator, a maintainer, a sustainer, she as a woman, a beautiful, sensuous woman at that, who is the giver of desire, and that's exactly who God is. God equals giver of desire, grantor of desire, then her own will, her own agenda is what had to be at play here. Esther's agenda was to save her people from Haman, who wanted to wipe them all out. She couldn't have that happen. He chose her specific tribe to have wiped out from the face of the earth. Now, in the Bible, they got us talking about Jews and stuff. If if it says Jew-ish, that's referencing a certain thing. They also throw in Hebrew. So we're talking about the different tribes that fell under um, any sort of Judaic or uh, Judaism or space faith, anything that's in that arena. But there are multiple different tribes, and there are multiple different ways to address those tribes as well. And there's a whole other side of it that I ain't going to say publicly. Because <laughs> those in the know know what I'm talking about without me even saying it. Mm-hmm. So as a creator and maintainer of sustainer energy, Esther, of course, her will was to preserve her people, to preserve the mothers, the fathers, the children that shared her bloodline and her tribe. That was the will of God in and for her life as the maintainer, the creator, and the sustainer in her own life as God. She also carefully took heed to the advice of her father, who in that particular instance was acting as the divine dark masculine, advising her what to say, how to approach the king, how to entreat the king, how to use tones and sounds and smells and colors to make herself appealing in the eyes of the king. He taught her sorcery and mysticism. 
so that when she went into the king without being summoned for, he would receive her and not cast her away. Esther and her people got together and did ritual in the name of their God. They fasted. They prayed. They all put their energy toward this manifestation. And she was the priestess the whole time orchestrating it. Oh, yes, that's what it means to be a priestess. I had a sister say to me the other day, priestess, what do you mean? Oh, my goodness, you people don't know who you are. (laughs) Don't forget, our mothers have already shown us the way. One level of the work it takes to exact change and enact change in your life, which is an example even unto this day for us. I'm Triple Dark Goddess. This has been another Bitch House production, the Angry Divas Radio Show. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. I know I didn't open any call lines. I didn't feel like doing it. We're going to be doing that a lot less around here. Get used to it. Um, And I won't even be mentioning that I didn't open call lines soon. It'll just be the show, and then it'll be over. But I wanted to say thank you to everybody who tuned in. Make sure that you come in tomorrow. Tomorrow we will keep up. Um, I will start out talking about the Witch of Endor, and we'll end up wherever we end up. How about that? Friday, we are going to talk about... Mary Magdalene as the queen of sacred sound. And we will have Jacqueline Harris here in the house with us. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you're here. Um, For all the people who are on my mailing list, I already sent you out an invitation yesterday. I sent it out before I even posted it publicly. Um, So make sure that you get signed up. Of course, it's available to everyone, anyone. This is not just for black women. Anyone who loves Octavia Butler, anyone who wants to keep her legacy alive, and anyone who, of course, would like to have a private, intimate, one-on-one moment with her protege, her living protege, you're welcome to come. Whosoever will, let her come. Have a good day, everybody. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Angry Divas radio show. And